cannabis sativa is the plant, but one is hemp and one is cannabis. Can you tell the difference? Two young entrepreneurs from Rhode Island are building a luxury leaf line of clothing made of hemp. Tyler Johnson and Kyle Oliveira stop by the new Pro Cannabis Media Studio to go in the weeds with Jimmy Young. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. This is a regular podcast that's available on all your favorite podcasting networks like Stitcher and iTunes, and you can also get it on CLNS Media and theweedtube.com. But today is a very special moment in the history of the In the Weeds podcast. That's because we are actually recording this podcast from my new office studio in Wellesley, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. And the reason why it's so special is I've never had a studio in my office before, so that's pretty exciting for me. And I'm very excited to welcome in these two entrepreneurs that are doing something that I am extremely impressed with. I'm gonna introduce you to two of them, both of them actually. Uh, it is Kyle Oliveira and also Tyler Johnson, and they are from LuxuryLeaf.com. Correct? Correct. And you guys, are you originally from the Rhode Island, Massachusetts area? Where are you yep. from? Yeah, so I was born in East Province, Rhode Island. That's where I was born and raised. So, uh -huh. And you didn't go to Moses Brown, did you? No, no. Nope. I went to LaSalle and then East Providence High School. I'm not going to hold that against you. All right? I know a lot. The only people I've known ever in East Providence went to Moses Brown. Yeah, yeah. I hang with a good crowd. What can I tell you guys? All right? All right. Uh, Tell me about who's going to tell me the history of Luxury Leaf. And I realize you're both in your early 20s. It can't yeah. be a, a lot of history here. No, no. So it all started about two years ago. It started with me, um, and it actually started as a project. So I was in, I went to Bryant University. I just graduated last year, but my freshman year, we had to do an economics project. So the project was um, to, you know, disseminate to the crowd or the class what would be the impact of legalizing marijuana, right? So we had to show, you know, how is this going to affect supply? How is this going to affect demand? But that's when I discovered what hemp was. Because for me, I didn't know that hemp was a cousin of the, of the marijuana plant and that it contained no THC and that it had 50,000 uses. So once I discovered this, I was like, wow. I was always interested into fas in fashion. You know, I had all the shoes growing up, the Jordans, the Nikes. I always yep. dressed he, well. He won best dress in, in high school, school, and I got second. Well, I was off by one one vote. <laughs> so we were we always were into fashion. Yep. And uh, we kind of realized that the, the second biggest polluter was the fashion industry. So really, if we're going to make a change, change the threads, yep. you know? And change it. And by the way, I love how you refer to hemp. I call it impotent weed, okay? Because if you're gonna smoke cannabis or use cannabis, yep. you might as, well, might as well get a little buzz and we can get into the entourage effect and all that too, yep. but we're not gonna do that on this show because I wanna talk manufacturing, I wanna talk hemp, and more importantly, you guys are really historians about the hemp history, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, so when we had started off, I actually, my position in the company was uh, chief knowledge officer. So our whole Wait, thing would be CKO. CKO, that's okay. what it was. Okay, all right. So for when we were first doing this, not a lot of people knew what hemp was or they would ask us why hemp all the time. And I would sit there and be like, why not? You know, but I needed to give them reasons why. So we started really getting into it. I would research it deeply and uh, figure out, well, with the, the knowledge, you, you come and you find out all the uses that they've done before what worked for them, and then where you can take that today and imply that in the world, you know? And 
the history of hemp cannabis and i don't like to use that m word yeah okay is ingrained in this whole prohibition from uh, the late 1930s right yeah. Yeah. and it walked me through Mr. Hurst and Mr. DuPont and Mr. Anslinger, who we all know are the evil troika yeah. of yeah. cannabis yeah. Uh, law in our uh, cannabis history in our in our country. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know, you know William Randolph Hearst. He he ran all the newspapers at the time in the United States. So he had extreme influence. He was able to control the media and really what the people were consuming in terms of information. He was doing brain hacking yeah. before brain hack, we even knew what it was, right? I just thought and, I'd throw that in yeah, there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, Hen Henry Anslinger was the federal, was the commissioner of the right. uh, Federal Bureau of Narcotics at right. the time. And he was tasked, you know, to make marijuana outlawed because, um, it was um, because those Mexicans that he wanted to fight against in California, whatever, exactly. were, were users yeah. of it, as were the African-Americans at the time that exactly. were totally... If, yep. if I believe, if I'm correct, uh, he was also the nephew of someone that was the treasurer of state at the time who yep. had a ton of... Exactly, who had a ton of money invested into textiles. He said, you know what, if you can shut this down, do what you can. Yep. You know, and they did exactly that. Right. And they made all the money off of it that yep. they could. Right. And that's why I, I, one of my first blogs that I ever wrote for my pro cannabis media website yeah. is in 1937, the wrong drug was made illegal. Exactly. Because we all recognize that alcohol is a far more potent mm -hmm. component yep. than the cannabis leaf, which is a natural herb. Yes. Yeah. Right? We all know, anybody who's been in this space understands that, but it is amazing to me that we've had to uh, undergo 80 years of undoing the exactly. propaganda that reefer madness was, and, and here we are in 2020 in Massachusetts, my home state, yeah. where it's legal. I, did, yeah. I continue to pinch myself. So I, did yeah. this really happen? And granted, guys, I'm a medical user. I really have been. I've had four surgeries since I was 40 years old, yep. which was a long time ago, 22 years ago. And I'm just trying to keep it going. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just trying to, to make a living. Every little thing yeah, you guys can understand. Right. And now that I'm in my office, I feel like I can do that, right? Exactly. exactly. Um, let's go back to the... Um, the clothing thing here. Okay. All right. You guys have a logo. There it was. Yep. Okay. It's flashing through as we go. Um, Luxuryleaf.com is your site. Yep. You have an online site. What is your model? How you know how they you know what they say with business plans? You guys wrote one at some point. Yeah. Um, how does it make money? Yeah. So um, ideally, we well not ideally. We have two parts of the business that generate revenue for us. So we have the retail side. Which is like you said, you can go on luxuryleaf.com and you can buy this shirt, you can buy this crew neck. Exactly. But also, you know, our biggest thing is pushing sustainability, right? And helping businesses, you know, get green and hop on this wave because businesses are printing on cotton. Cotton, to make one shirt, it uses 2,700 liters of water. And that's what you drink in two and a half years. Yeah. So it's very polluting, very dirty. And to really make the change, we have to get it out to the masses. So we, partner with businesses who are already getting promotional material yep. and we say hey instead of printing on this harmful cotton print on this hemp exactly and I know the the man with the mobile hemp uni, uni, um, museum yep. John Dvorak will be very proud of you guys Ooh. because he really does believe that this product can change yep. the world it, in so many ways so yep. we'll be doing something similar to him we're gonna be doing a mobile shop mm -hmm. so we're gonna be renovating a whole uh, RV Mm -hmm. into a store that you'll be able to come in and see our products and other products that we're paired with and uh, kind of get it. We're get, we want to go from basically university to university. 
start where the education is yeah. and, and get it out to the people who want to be learning, you know, and have them go make the big impact afterwards. Isn't it amazing that in it was December of 2018 yep. that that evil senator Mitch McConnell signed the farm bill yep. with a hemp pen, yep. okay, a pen yep. made out of hemp, right? Yeah. This happened, right? Yep. And he opened a Pandora's box with the CBD world, yeah. right? Didn't realize what he was doing. All he thought he was doing was doing right by the Kentucky tobacco farmers yeah. exactly. who needed another cash crop. Exactly. Well, and what's crazy is it really is a cash crop because, uh, like, for example, farmers right now, I believe corn is the, the best uh, money producer, right? Mm -hmm. The hemp plant crushes it, right. absolutely crushes it. I think it's like you can make 20 times more than what you would yeah. off of corn and uh, twice as fast. Yeah, yeah. so um, my older brother's very familiar with the commodity futures world. Yeah. Uh, Mr. John Henry, the owner of Liverpool and the Boston okay. Red Sox, he yeah, made yeah. his fortune in the commodities world. Yep. Okay, brilliant people, you know, gambling with, you know, high yeah. end. Yep. And because it's a live product, cannabis being a live product, ultimately, he thinks that it'll be traded on the futures in, yeah, in the futures, it whether it be hemp or I so or can, well. the same I mean, plant. Exactly, yeah. and it, it's hemp is is really incredible. Everyone right now is so caught up with the CBD, how you were saying, but the yeah. truth is, hemp can do anything you see in this room. It down stretches. to the shirt, down to the plastics that are used in the in those TV screens. Yeah. Anything can be made from hemp. So of course it's going to be a commodity. And it like, is in the rest of the, right. anywhere else in the, and, in the world. And there'll be a wholesale price for it and the whole nine yards, right? Exactly. And back to my point before was we were saying how uh, a lot of people say, why hemp, right? Why, why use hemp? The way easier answer is why, why not? You know, or, or question, why not? Anything you want made out of wood or metal or plastic, we can now do out of hemp, have it be stronger, have it be more sustainable, and have it be much more healthy for the planet. Yeah, you know? and speaking of health, um, because it's a vegan product, this yep. is a plant-based product, because it's a plant, duh, yeah. right? Um, so you can make a car out of this, yep. right? Yep. You Planes. can make a house out of this, yep. correct? Yeah. So, I, by the so way, the it, it doesn't. I, my, my, I have no scientific brain. It's yeah. kind of like music too. I have no musical, you know, ability at all. Yep. To actually see a house made out of hemp is something that's on my bucket list. So anyway. we're we're getting into that. I'm a contractor, so yep. I build homes. So this is what we're trying to get into now: is the hempcrete, the hemp wood floors, uh, hemp it's particle board. They, you can you can make a completely carbon negative home and completely off the grid. So, uh, will you see that? Look, I'm 40 years older than you guys. Yeah. When you're, by the time you're my age in your own office studio, yeah. who the heck knows, right? Um, do you see a time where we're going to actually have perhaps even saved this planet because we're killing the planet with all it's, our plastics? It's the only way we can, yeah, really. As and, Jack uh, Harris said, you know, I don't know what if it will, but hemp is the only thing that can feed you, clothe you take care of all transportation needs, take care of all construction needs while reversing the greenhouse gas effect, cleaning the planet, cleaning the soil. That's the thing. Hemp was planted after the Chernobyl uh, nuclear disaster and it took out the cadmium from the soil, the heavy metals. It completely it tills the, the, the land, yeah. It's amazing. So yeah. not only the soil, so there's off the coast of Chile, hemp is growing naturally underwater. So you can clean the soil, you can clean, clean the, the air, air, and you can clean the water. 
It's yeah. still up to the humans to not screw it up, though. Yep. Right? And exactly. that that's the key here because, look, we're all frail beings. We're not perfect. I yep. get that. Boy, do I get that uh, on a somewhat regular basis. Anyway, point being, again, you can... You still have to have the laws in place. You still have to um, manufacture, grow it. You still have to grow the stuff. Well, so that's the whole thing. To when you create a need, like uh, Tesla, he's trying to make electric, right? But instead of trying to make new motors and new cars and everything, use what you got. So all these huge transportation companies, right? They use diesel trucks. You can put hemp biomass right in a diesel engine and have it run more efficiently than it would off the diesel fuel. Because Rudolph Diesel, his first engine he created was for the Model A or Model, Model T, T, and it was designed to run off hemp oil, hemp and peanut oil. And when he released that car, it was made uh, in France. He released it at this this whole thing when they said this is what we're going to be doing. Uh, it was run off hemp oil. Yeah, was it the World Exposition back exactly. in the Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, so, yeah, I can help. But by the way. I threw that in, yep. but I didn't know that Diesel was actually named after a guy named Diesel. Rudolph, Rudolph Diesel. Diesel. Yeah, yeah, he was the creator of the I Diesel. thought Rudolph was the guy who and took Santa's sled with the red nose. <laughs> no, and what's crazy is Ford didn't even make his engine for the car. He built the car out of hemp, right? And then <laughs> Rudolph sure Diesel. Still. And, and, and the, there's a picture of him hitting the car with a sledgehammer and it bouncing back off, right? Are you guys worried about regulations and the government getting involved? They, at some point... They're going to try, but uh, I think it's really going to be up to the farmers. Right. You know? And the farmers are a big lobby in this country and a exactly. big part of this country. And in fact, most societies, you're going to have farmers involved because yeah. that's just you how it... Them. You need them. Because you need to have something to eat. Yep. Right? Yep. And, and it is a plant again. Yep. We're, so we're going towards... A, <laughs> Burger King has the plant-based plant burger, yeah. right? And there are now more vegans, I believe, uh, growing than yeah. any other, you yeah. know. And guys, look, I admit it, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. What can yeah. I tell you? I'm Both old. Yep. All right. When, however long I last, I can last. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But I could totally respect the future where people who do want to be committed to the planet yep. and do want to be committed to having a healthier lifestyle mm -hmm. and starting to use hemp as clothing, mm -hmm. shoes, the whole exactly. nine yards. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, hemp, as we've been talking this whole time, it has all these benefits for the planet, but we haven't really spoke about the benefits of the hemp clothing itself. Yeah. So hemp is the strongest natural fiber, right? So that means that it's going to last a lot longer than any of the other clothes you have. Not to mention that you don't need any pesticides or insecticides to grow it. Yep. So there's no chemicals on your skin. It's all natural, all vegan, like you said before. It's, it's uh, antimicrobial. So, right, so if you're in a hospital or so, or uh, if you have a baby, right, yep. people love their babies. They don't want any germs around them, bacteria, right. don't touch my kid, you know? Right. Well, if you have clothing that now is being produced without herbicides or pesticides on it when it's being made, uh, it's eco-friendly, and now it's UV protectant, so you're not going to be worried about your kid getting a sunburn when he's at the beach or playing outside or whatever, and it's antimicrobial. So now there's not bacteria living on your kid's clothing. You know, they get dirty, they play, they sneeze, they wipe their snot on their clothes. It doesn't matter, no. you know? So it, it's, it's really amazing what this fabric can do, what this plant can do. It's endless. Yeah. Take me through seed yep. into the ground, mm -hmm. We grow the hemp. Yep. It looks like a green flower, just like cannabis. It yeah. is cannabis. It's yep. cannabis sativa. It just doesn't have the THC in it, the intoxicating uh, component of the cannabis plant, if yeah. you will. Um, how do you go from a plant 
to either a piece of clothing or a house. It's still foreign to me to actually see this process. You boil it down and then build, I don't know, so, you tell me. Uh, actually, this is why hemp kind of got put on the back burner. Uh, another reason was because <clears throat> they came out with the cotton gin, mm -hmm. right? So then they came out. Eli with, Whitney. Exactly. Yep. So then they came out with the decorticator, but not. <laughs> History the, major. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Go ahead. Right. So then <clears throat> they came out with the decorticator, which was later on, but it allowed them to break down this plant and shred the fibers and be able to sew it from there or spin it from there and turn it into multiple other uses right but now they have machines that separate the seed shakes the seeds out of the plant mm -hmm. separates Seriously. the nugs from it strips the plant down and then you just have the stalks then it decorticates the stalk breaks it down into fiber There's so many different things you know you can make resins out of it you can uh, get your you can press the seeds for your oil you can make uh, ethanol and methanol right there's so many different things you can do with that plant it's amazing and I know e even people I know will take the leaves and turn that into juice and oh, they're yeah. getting and they're getting benefits from that so we actually know a guy that does uh, like infused meals. Yeah, of course right? we, did. we had a few yeah. of them on. We had yeah. one on our show a couple of weeks ago on uh, on Weed Talk, and and Joe Nelson from Mass uh, Cannabis okay. Chefs okay. has been in my old studio. That's awesome. So uh, you know, I totally understand that too. Yeah, and uh, so they they use the leaves there. You know, you yeah. can make a salad out of it, yeah. and it, right. that right. salad's right. going to be the most uh, beneficial salad you've ever eaten in your right. life. Right, and and the skeptics and the people that aren't enlightened to the science behind this yes. now are still sitting there going, oh, they're just a couple of guys that like to get high and you know want it no there's so many different uses yep. to this and again as mr john dvorak taught me this they, there's a mistake made in the media mm -hmm. they say cbd and hemp is not um psychoactive it's non-intoxicating exactly it is it cbd psychoactive. is psychoactive no. it because it, it it it's involved with your endocannabinoid exactly. system right exactly so he taught me that yeah. and, and i hope we'll actually, reiterate that now i'd say it's actually probably more psychoactive than thc because it, it, it regulates a lot more throughout your exactly body ex exactly right and it does need if you talk to some of these scientists yep. that entourage effect is very very interesting it does need a little THC mm -hmm. perhaps more than the 0.3 percent mm -hmm. that by law yep. again humans <laughs> getting involved with this telling you you can't do this yep. because we can't have them well, you know being intoxicated to, to really make this hard for everyone yep. you know what I'm saying because you grow no, they're hold it yes because they want to regulate it exactly. because they want everybody exactly. wants a piece of the pie or the piece of the leaf yep. if you will well, right the thing is, is that at different. the end of the day you still got to pay for the water you got to still pay for all your guys uh, to, to oh. grow those plants and whatnot and then they can come in at the end of the day and chop it down and say it was a point zero three instead of a point zero three and right. a lot you know? of these farmers don't even like it's out of their control it, a lot of the times the percentage of thc depends on the climate or where it's being grown the elevation you know, you know altitude all that stuff so these these farmers are buying you know certified seeds that are less than 0.3 percent thc yep. but they're growing it in an area where it forces it forces the percentages to go up so but, it's but that is why they're moving away from doing seeds and doing straight clones. clones yeah. So when you get a clone, right, yeah. you can guarantee the genetics. You yep. can guarantee right. that this is going to be under a 0 0.03. It's going to be a little more expensive than buying seeds, but it's better to pay a little more and guarantee your crop's going to be there at the end of the year. Because it's a cash crop. Exactly, yeah, than right. paying a little less and having your whole plant desolated. Yeah. You know, so...
What a, what a crazy place. This, it, you guys are going to live through yeah. so much amazing change. You know, in my day, it was technology, yep. right? The video phone I saw in 1964 yeah. at the World's Fair in New York. I was yeah. seven years old. Okay, do the math, yeah. all right? And now it's like, hey, you want to FaceTime? We're doing it at the yeah, table. Right. And yeah. Great grandpa's looking at the little baby, right. and, it's, and right. the little baby's going, how did my daddy get in there, right? Yeah, I mean, know. it's it's amazing what you've seen and what I've seen in my, yeah. you know, 62 years. You're going to see a heck of a lot more. And we want to be the people making that change, exactly. you know? How do they find you? Again. Right on uh, LuxuryLeaf.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, TikTok now. Every, yeah, all, we're, social we're medias, all social media. Luxuryleaf.com. The social media handles are LuxuryLeaf LLC. Um, Instagram, like you said, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much every social media platform we're out there. Um, so yeah, go ahead and follow us and you know message us if you have any questions. Yep. We're willing to answer anything, and we want to just educate. That's what we're here for. Yeah, and it's beautiful that it is about education um, because either side of this plant, yeah. okay, knows the importance of the science mm -hmm. and the education that has to be followed. And once you start reading about it, and once you do the research, and once you take the time as a parent or as a uh, legislator you will be amazed yeah. at the uses of this. And it's why the Rastafarians say, it's all about the plant, man. Well, so it's about the plant. Exactly. <laughs> and when you start making this about another plant, money, you know, you, you can't, it, it's not going to go anywhere because you're, you have ill intentions, you know. And when you're all about the plant, that's what you're going to want to see grow, not your pockets. And, like, he works a full-time job. I own my other company that doing my own stuff. Yeah. And, uh... It's just this is what we do because we want to see the this get out there. We want to see the knowledge be made. We want to see a difference be made. Um, in doing so, we've been able to really not worry about a lot of the things. When, when you're running a business worried about the money, all right, we have to get this amount of sales. we got to do it. You're going to cut corners. You're going to do it for something else, you know? And when you're not pushing those sales, you're not really worried about that, you're more so get, willing to get into a conversation with someone and sit there for 15 minutes than worrying about the five other people that just walked by, you know? Socially responsible capitalism. This is what you guys are practicing. I meet with a lot of people, talk with a lot of people who are doing the same thing. They just want to do right by the world. Exactly. You know, and, and their fellow man, which is yeah. such a beautiful thing. And people and, and planet, you know, yep. it's the most important thing. And these are the stories that I like to tell. So I really yeah. appreciate you guys. Hey, you guys are my first two guests in my new studio. Thank you so much oh, for coming it means in. the world to us. Yeah, thank you there you go. That's, that's Kyle Oliveira and Tyler Johnson. And this has been In the Weeds with Jimmy young remember it's a whole new world of weed out there use it responsibly see you next time happy heaven we are pro cannabis media